VM. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. What a crazy ride today has turned into. If you look at the, the big jump we saw within the soybean trade, flip the page on the livestock. Cattle numbers really saw suffering, and, and the hogs were able to keep themselves in that green territory. But having said that, there's a lot of factors that are being worked into what we see on this Tuesday trade. Obviously, interesting marketing times, I think, really sums up everything we're seeing with the USDA report coming up. we got weather issues, um, a two-sided trade of which side of the fence are you going to be on? And then these COVID concerns on marketing livestock. Is that going to continue to work its way into what we're seeing in the markets? We're going to find out all of that today as we bring in Aaron Bertels. And of course, Aaron, as we look at uh, what's going on in this market trade and interesting marketing times is what you're calling. And I think three simple words really sums up what's happening. Yeah, it, this is tough. I mean, this is a, a situation, you know, in the time of year where, you know, I, like we talk, I think there's a lot of people on both sides of this right now. And a lot of people who'd really like to be bearish at this level and this time of the year. And then you have a day like today that, you know, kind of flips you on your head after you had the year in that everybody was trying to determine, you know, was that just profit taking? Was it because of the rains that we got in South America that, um, you know, kind of took away some of the fire from the weather market that we're seeing. And, uh, you know, I think you're getting some of that answer today. You know, you had a very solid close today. Um, you know, something that you can't just look away from and say that, you know, this is done because it doesn't seem like they want to be done with it. And, you know, my argument to a lot of my guys last week and the week before was just that, I don't know why they would stop doing what they've been doing right now. And what they've been doing is they've been buying these breaks and they've wanted to stay long and the funds have held on to their position. And, you know, you still have a weather market. It looks to be dry down there for the next, you know, 10 days or so. So why would they stop doing what they've been doing up to this point when we haven't solved any of our issues? You know, we still have a tight carryout. The concern, obviously, the argument from the bearish side would be that exports are way behind. They're going to add to the carryout, um, you know, and they're probably going to stay behind right now anyway, because, you know, we're not cheaper than South America from a soybean standpoint, for sure. Um, so it is it is tough. And, you know, I think you've got to find some areas here uh, that you expect the market or has a good chance to get to and, and continue to make sales. I don't. I don't want to be fully bullish here because this is a weather market, right? So this is a situation where if that starts to solve itself or, you know, some of those areas overproduce from what people think they're going to and we have plenty of beans, uh, then this is going to turn on its head pretty quick. And, you know, people are still going to have to worry about the second crop of corn because that's still, you know, not even been planted yet. Won't be planted until probably next month. That was the big thing last year, right? They only produced about 86 million metric tons, which is way off of, you know, what they would normally expect. I think right now they're expecting about 117 million metric tons. Uh, so, you know, how much does that provide uh, to the marketplace that we didn't have last year that really helped support our prices? during the springtime and into early summer when we had such high levels. Um, you know, soybeans took a big hit from a lot of people uh, the last couple of days from a production standpoint. I mean, some five to 7% uh, is what they're dropping overall production. And, you know, it's pretty early there still. Uh, and it would still be a big crop if it came out that way. But if the weather continues this way, how much 
bigger of a hit can that take? So uh, this is tough, but I think you have to just kind of reconcile yourself to the fact that this is a weather market right now, but it's a weather market with us having a short carryout that we can't solve right now. You know, there's nothing we can do about it. We have a lot of other things going on, too, with uh, COVID infections rising and uh, fertilizer prices being high and, uh, you know, all of those things that just kind of lead this into a place where um, it, it's tough to to get short and stay short when you have um, all these things kind of that you're facing. Well, you know, and having said that, it's hard, I'm sure, from the perspective of trying to go from day to day, wondering how you're going to market as you're now into a new year. You might have beans in the bin and you see the prices of today and think, OK, maybe I'm going to hold on to them for a couple more days and, and see how much more higher the prices could go. But then again, it could turn on a dime and, and drop right back down. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to just, again, none of these prices are bad, right? So it's not like you're going to sit here and <laughs> you know, let's uh, let's call it what it is. These are wonderful prices for whatever you got around right now. Um, and yeah, you could feel foolish from one day to the next, just you know, selling. And I'm sure plenty of people sold beans yesterday, and here we are up 34 today. It doesn't make that a bad sale. Uh, it just means it could have been better, right? So you have to try to keep your perspective throughout this too. Um, but yes, it is it is a difficult marketplace. Um, and it's and I'd say that you know people. Of course, it's difficult every day. You never know whether it's going to go up or down, but this is different. I mean, this is seasonally a time where you wouldn't expect a lot of this. We've been going through this a lot for the last, you know, six to eight months, maybe even a year. Um, and, and you just have to kind of pick spots and and try to get going on some stuff, even though, you know, we're obviously dry. We have dry weather down there. There's a lot of factors right now. And and I kind of I chuckled as you said that because I think you did bring up a very legitimate point. These are still really good prices, even if we look to six months a year ago. We're doing pretty good when those you look at those numbers on the board. Absolutely, which is what makes it you know if you're just looking at like last year and thinking, well, we just went up all the way through Jan, Feb, and March. Well, yeah, from four thirty corn, right? I mean, this is six dollar corn. Uh, you know, it's not the same scenario. Um, it, it might be a, a carryout that's the same size or less, and it might be a, a similar situation in South America, but we have a price that's, you know, $2 above where we were at this time last year, right? So it is different. Um, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to be uh, bearish and bullish, you know, the same for new crop and old crop, right? I mean, there's a lot of different factors that are going to go into both of those things, and you really need to, to sit down and, and know what you, you need to get and uh, start planning some of this out because uh, it's going to be a long spring and summer. I mean, we're not going to solve our carryout problem anytime soon. Um, but We do have a lot more coming up as we continue. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the World. Our Fontenelle Hybrids dealers can't say enough about the Fontenelle performance. Here's Don Blaschko of Blaschko Seeds between Ravana and Gibbon, Nebraska. We've always been happy with Fontenelle products. They've um, stand well, yield well. Since they're locally tested in Nebraska, they match our season and our climate and the soils better than um, other hybrids. For more on proven products in your area, go to Fontenelle.com. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we continue our conversation with Aaron Bertels. Aaron, of course, is with Crossroads Marketing. And we were, I, I always love our conversations during the commercial breaks. I wanted to bring it in for our listener side of it because you brought up some interesting points, especially when it comes to weather, what's happening in South America, and the pressure that we're going to see not only on our crops here, but the crops that they're growing to the south. 
Yeah, I just don't know why. You know, the only thing, the big question to me here is the funds have, have kind of hung on to their position the whole year, right? They've they've kept this length. You know, so to me, it's it's odd to think that they're just going to want to let that go if they haven't already done it. Like, we had a record crop this fall, right? You know, if if, if they were going to let some of that go or a good majority of it, you would think they would have done it this fall, and they didn't really do that. Um, you know, so what's going to make them want to let go of that now, which I think they will let go of some of it as we go in. And uh, if, you know, if South America, you know, kind of levels out here, right, and doesn't continue a down downward trajectory on production expectations, if they level out, then I think they'll probably try to get rid of some of that. But I think still up until we go into spring, especially with fertilizer prices and these things, uh, they're going to look at some of this as buying opportunities until we get to spring and get into summer. I mean, it's just hard to imagine that they won't. Now, that doesn't mean you won't go down a decent amount. Um, it doesn't mean they won't get rid of a decent amount of their length here in February if things calm down a bit. Uh, but if they don't calm down, uh, we may not see nearly the break that people are expecting us to see. It doesn't mean you'll go up a lot either, right? I mean, that's the tough part here is you don't have to. I mean, we're already, that's like we spoke before, we're already at 610. Um, you know, we're at 550, 560 on new crops. So just because you're not going to go down a lot doesn't mean you have to go up a ton either. Um, that's going to depend on a lot of factors too. Uh, but really, the main part, especially in the short term, comes down to whether or not the weather in South America levels out or not. I think even this January report coming up, uh, while you could add to the carryout there, um, they already know that, right? That's not a surprise to anyone. We see the export numbers every week. So they know uh, that there's the potential that that could take place. Um, surprises would be, you know, additions to production and things like that, um, you know, more so than it would be adding anything on the export front. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff that can kind of, you know, change the marketplace for a little bit. But the, the main thing that's going to continue to ride this is whether or not that, that weather down there levels out and whether that's a problem going into spring, where we already have a problem in the fact that we need to solve uh, our carryout situation by making sure we get the acres that we need and have decent weather moving forward, which, you know, right now people don't normally look at our weather. They are right now because we don't have much of a carryout. And our weather's not good. You've seen that in wheat ratings uh, over the last month where they've dropped, you know, 33 points in Kansas since December 12th. So you brought up, and I, I want to jump into livestock, but really fast. Phase one in China, I had producers last night at the gubernatorial uh, debate or forum asking about that and knowing that it's set to expire. And should there be some nervousness for us? Um, I don't think so. You know, I, they've never really lived up to that deal. And it was with a different administration. I don't think this administration is going to have any concerns about dealing with that or, you know, re-upping that or anything like that. You haven't heard any conversation about it, really. I think they're just going to move on from it. Um, I don't think it really matters because China buys when China needs to buy, right? And they're going to need to buy. They're looking at planting a bunch more uh, soybean acres this year, Um you know, in their main soybean growing region. So that's a need they're looking to fill this year. Last year was corn, right? So for as far ahead as they normally seem to be on a lot of stuff and a lot of planning, it seems like they're always kind of flopping back and forth on grain, right? They go through years where we're going to really incentivize corn production and they do that and then they don't need it for a while. And then years where they really are going to incentivize soybean production and, you know, don't have that need for a while. So I don't think it's going to have that big of an impact. 
Cattle side, we saw a struggle today. Is the struggle going to continue this week? You should, you know, I think you're going to see cash and stuff stay pretty firm. I think the struggle is some rumors that are going around because of COVID and, you know, some of the increased infections we've seen that some plants are going to have some issues as we move forward, just keeping bodies in there and keeping uh, cattle moving. So that hasn't really happened yet, but there's rumors going around. So that might have been part of it after having some pretty good gains here uh, over the last couple weeks. So we got up to, you know, pretty high levels anyway. So you could look at this just from a technical standpoint and say, we just ran out of steam. Um, you know, that'll be proven whether we can hold up at some of these levels to the downside or not. Real fast, uh, looking at uh, the hog market, anything that... It's really been back and forth. I mean, you're starting to wind that market up a little bit here um, and tighten up a bit. Uh, good prices, obviously, but again, you know, working back up towards those highs, you just can't quite get it done. So kind of the same scenario as cattle. Uh, but you know, are they going to want to fall off a whole lot? Um, you know, with demand being decent, I think that's going to come down to what you see from COVID as we move forward, um, which hopefully we can stop talking about yeah. that sometime ever. No kidding. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Aaron? You can give me a call at 402-309-3171 or email me at aburles at crossroadsml.com. And that is today's Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.